What's up, everybody? It's your man, Plyrock, alongside his graciously beautiful co-host, Preacher Oran, and this is episode five of Reboot Engage. What's going on, man? How are you, dude? I'm doing great. Had a cigar, had some banana. I'm, I'm feeling good. Oh, nice, man. Um, we got some big stuff coming up this week, dude. We figured we'd run over. It's E3. Like, yeah. This has yeah. been like the Super Bowl of video game uh, stuff every year since I was a little kid, although it's constantly evolving and changing, mm-hmm. sometimes not for the better. But this year, um, it's all, I think, virtual. It looks to be going Saturday the 11th through Tuesday the 15th, there's conferences all over the place, different locations. All the big companies, except for Sony, they still have mm-hmm. not thrown their hat back in the E3 ring. They just don't give a mm. And they've jumped off. But Microsoft, this is what interested me the most. This is Microsoft's first joint uh, conference with Bethesda. So this should yeah. be, that should be interesting. That is Sunday at 1 p.m., june 13th so i'll be curious to see how that one plays out but have you had any uh angling about being have you been excited about anything coming up for e3 i know it's been a tough year for gaming just in terms of new releases and it's hard but anything you're looking forward to to see are we talking specifically microsoft because i i mean no in general okay well i mean obviously there's battlefield 6 which i believe should be getting some sort of um that is Wednesday, Wednesday, June 9th at 10 a.m. EA will debut Battlefield 6. Well, there you go. So, yes, that that is literally like I'm planning on building my entire stream. Like that will be the game I play on stream for a few months once it releases. Um, well, that's, yeah. you know. You heard it here first, my- first ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the number one rated Play Rock Nation channel for Battlefield 6. <laughs> the congregation is going to yeah. be live with Battlefield. You're excited about it. I know, man. You're ready. You're probably ready to jump off that COD train a little bit, huh? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, it, like I said, I still can enjoy it from time to time, but, you know, after you play a game for a certain amount of time, especially like a competitive game, mm-hmm. a lot of the flaws really start to wear on you after a while. Um, you know, things that they haven't corrected, even though they've known about it for a year. And it's some of it should be fairly simple to fix. And there's still, you know, some issues. So, it, you know, and it's just even when they did a, a map upgrade on, or a map update on uh, Warzone, it's, it was just like a they put a few new buildings on the map you were already playing. So, you know, you, you didn't give it that fresh feel. You know, you still basically knew what you were playing and it kind of felt like the same old, same old. So, yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for some new some new content, some new mechanics. Yeah. And you, you had said in the past that Battlefield Bad Company 2 was like your favorite game ever. Like, that's all you yeah. played the shit out of that one. Right. So, yeah, you're hoping no, that, oh, you're hoping they can turn it around and mm-hmm. uh, kind of correct some of the mistakes they've been making with the last battle. Not that the last Battlefield games were bad, but they just seem to have not been able to hit that pinnacle again of the uh, the positive vibes and the and the games that they had produced back in the uh, I want to say mid two thousands. Probably right up until Battlefield 4, if I'm not mistaken, right? Battlefield 4 was pretty good, but they had a bad launch. Yeah. If I remember, it wasn't working right. There was some weird, it yeah. was buggy. There was a, a, a DLC update that they had to give away for free. I'm going off memory here, so if I'm wrong, you know, correct th- me in the comments. Your memory but- is as good as mine. I think that's about right. I do, here's the funny thing. I do remember Battlefield 2's launch. I mean, Battlefield uh, Bad Company 2's launch. Mm-hmm. Um, people, we loved the game after, but it was rough. It was real. I, I remember going into maps, mm-hmm. and there was nothing on the map other than it looked like a nuke had went off. There's just all these, like, 
divots that they they program into the game for like if a big bomb goes off right there yeah and, you, and so like you would go into a map and it was just there's nothing but so they had it, all battlefield games kind of had some issues releasing but they kind of like i guess the battlefield community was always willing to kind of give it give them some time to work it out and they the thing is they did it quickly like within a month they would get it to where it was like playable and then within two or three months it was like where it needed to be pristine you know running smooth well that was the Unlike engine they Warzone. used right didn't they use that crazy uh-huh. engine at the time that was revolutionary where everything could be destroyed yep wasn't that like the big that was the big claim to fame with them right like no you can't hide yes. me in a building because we'll blow up the building that, that was, was a big a, thing yes yeah. and it was it was brand new tech it was you know mm-hmm. so yeah it did take some time they were actually like it was almost started as like a, a tech demo you kind of like uh crisis was for their thing it's like yeah they were showing off what it could do and so anytime you do that you're going to get a little bit of a, a hiccup in your uh in your performance yeah i just don't i mean ea's got to kind of wrap their brain around some of this stuff man like they i don't i think at this point i mean honestly ea kind of reminds me of like the cable company they're just like we don't give a fuck they're just like mm-hmm. their coffers are always full for the most part and they just people will continue to dump like like I think in any other franchise like look at Cyberpunk with its rough launch and all the bad press it got and everything Madden is by far and I know I'm going to get some hate on this but I don't care Madden 20 Madden 21 whatever by far just reskins of Madden 19 right like I don't even know if the yeah. effort I mean if you play Madden 20 I, I can't confirm it in 21, but I've seen it in 20. If you play Madden 20, the fucking stadiums still say Madden 19 in them. Like, they're just like, whatever. And every year, people just dump down tons of money for roster updates and and basically legalize gambling inside these games, right? So the fact that I don't think EA cares, like, they maybe pretend to care. Like, with Battlefront, not Battlefront, Battle, well, yeah, Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront 1, hot trash when it came out, what, four maps and, like, yeah. six dudes and, like, a couple vehicles. And they worked hard, and they, they kind of got the uh, reputation of the game up a little bit, the developers, and I'm not shitting on the developers at all. I know that there's always someone above you, who, you know, upper management's always pulling the strings, cutting something out of a game or trying to make you wear a prom dress or something something you know so i totally get it but in in terms of like battlefront 2 they were they were they were oh yeah we got this single player story we're coming in hot it's gonna be awesome and then you get this story that's like two hours long or whatever right it then you get then you get then they drop in the loot boxes which are basically just a transplant from madden over into uh they were trying well if we're making a shit ton of money in the sports world doing this let's go throw this in and the fans and the uh, gamers went crazy the, and then they Ooh. they pulled back on it but that never really seemed like ea likes to be sorry in the moment oh, our bad we you know we made a mistake with that our bad but they they never seemed to like i think ultimately they really don't care about their reputation which is the one thing that scares me about battlefield 6 it makes me hesitant to play any ea games to be honest with you anthem was garbage like they yeah, pushed, bo- yeah. yeah, and it, it shouldn't have been. It was, a, it was a mess. Like uh, I don't know what the hell they did with Plants vs Zombies at this point, but just whatever they they make so much money that, and they they're always they have the big licenses. Although it is very Ooh. cool that uh, NFL 2K has been teased more and more and more to give Madden a run for its money. I think the big problem is the competition's gone, right? Yeah, they, so- have, they had zero competition. Well, at least for, like, that's the funny thing. EA, their basketball 
has basically struggled because they've applied some of the same principles they've been playing applying to Madden. Yeah. To the best, and since they have to compete against two K, they're getting slaughtered. Like slaughtered. everybody just plays two K. But then again, two K is as dirty as they come. Far oh, as now, draining people of money for the past two. Yeah, the past two games have been like. You, yeah. almost, you literally cannot compete they're, unless you're willing to put like 120 bucks into the game yeah. after you bought it. Yeah. No, they're they're definitely learning their way around. It's it's basically legalized gambling, man. That's why it's, you know. Yeah. It's no, sneaking it gambling yeah. into video games, which is, they don't even mark it on the box, dude, which I think is the dirtiest part. Like they, you know, gambling is supposed to get you an automatic teen rating. And some of these games, they sneak in gambling and they don't even list it. So parents and everybody can make a decision on what they want their children or whoever playing so right a little bit of dirty practices there i agree but ea i think is the you know the the pinnacle of some of that stuff yeah and now, didn't they come out with a ea didn't they come out with a star wars game it was kind of like a it was a single player that everybody liked um, yeah it was pretty good i mean it was the um it was the one with the um the ginger jedi there yeah and i was going to play it but everybody else was playing it so there was like you know it's one of yeah, those i like, played it a little bit it was i mean it was a, it was a solid game it was a, that was a solid like i said i've never blamed the developers because i know dice is probably one of the best studios in the world mm-hmm. their their games like the battlefield games are almost unrivaled in how beautiful they are like and super real well. like i went back and played last was it last week or the week before i went back and played battlefield 5 yeah during a stream it was fun. I had a good time playing it. It was yeah. a decent game. Yeah, they clean them up. Yeah, they, it, there's some flaws, but I mean, otherwise, as far as like some game mechanics that you almost have to have a team to play with, uh, I went in solo and that kind of, but that's beside the point. It ran smooth. It looked pretty. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they hit where they were supposed to hit, you know, as far as that aspect of it. It was fun. It just wasn't, you know, Battlefield 4 or older, you know, and, and, um, but that, I was actually leading myself into this because they've been on record saying that ba- this Battlefield will be a direct sequel to Battlefield 4. Um, as far as story, as far as plot, and mm-hmm. as far as like the kind of, um, weapons and technology you get, which I think is also a big part. Most people, you know, it's fun to every now and then dabble World War II stuff, but when you get down to it, they enjoy using what I would say either future tech or uh, near future tech, like near modern future weapons. Tech. Yeah, they, they like using that kind of stuff where you have a red dot. You can, have, you know, yeah. do some stuff. that It just feels cleaner when you're yeah. shooting it, when you're using it, it feels better to use. And so I think them going back to that will help some. Yeah. Um, they're going back to, you know, their, their sweet sweet spot a little bit and they did get a lot of flack for the past battlefields and it felt like they were pumping them out too fast so they've taken extra time with this which mm-hmm. also gives me some hope because well, they're that working was also on battlefront the too aren't they isn't it the same isn't dice do both so they're working on star wars as well when they were doing battlefront 2 weren't they i'm trying to think i don't know if that was pretty sure that they were both dice i mean you'd have to google it while i bloviate for 30 uh-huh. seconds while you look it up but i'm pretty sure it was i remember the, the head of dice having to come out at e3 a couple of years ago it was probably a couple of years ago and he got flogged by the audience like ea put him out there that poor guy to apologize for battlefront 2 okay. and he just I, got I, he just got slaughtered in front of the crowd it looked like a public hanging and he had to come out the loot box issue he had to come out and apologize for it okay gave us blah 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 um yeah said oh, it blah, 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 it made it not, okay it, it did not pretty God, sure i read it Okay, I'm going to go back to the Google because the Google actually said it. It was developed by EA Dice in collaboration with Criterion Games yeah, and Modem so was, Studios. All right, so it was Dice. I mean, yeah. I don't know if they did the whole thing, but... I was wondering how much, like, Criterion Games and Modem Studios... Yeah, know, it's like, but that's their engine, isn't it? Yeah. So 
the engine in Battlefield 5, the engine in Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2, which to this day I think are the most beautiful shooters ever made, by the way. Mm. So Battlefront 1 and 2 visually are Legit, insane. Yeah. They're insane. But the game... the. Battlefront 1 was bland. Battlefront 2 has a good following now, and a lot of people do enjoy it. They took, yeah. a, But it took them a few years to clean that Work whole thing up, man. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not necessarily looking forward to EA's conference, but I never do. But I know you are because you are super jazzed for Battlefield 6. I do hope it's good. I do hope... I do think that FPS fans do need something new, something big. And I think Call of Duty needs a little bit more of a real competition in that realm and yeah. that they, they seem to better each other when they're when they're against each other and they seem mm -hmm. when one of them falters the other one seems to not give a rat's ass like it's like you know but if they're both on top of their game i don't think anybody loses you know what i mean I agree. oh yeah Whoops, I but <laughs> i'm excited for i think there's another conference that you're going to be excited for the ubisoft conference is saturday june 12th at 3 p.m okay and uh one of the things i was disappointed in because i was i was kind of hoping to see where they would take this but i think they're kind of run its course with it but they claim there's gonna, probably going to be some new content there's no there's not going to be any new announcements about division two or the division world and okay. i really i really enjoyed the division one after it's rough launch when they cleaned it up and made it a lot better the end game of division one i think is fantastic and division two i thought was always a good game with not enough content at the end for a while had this weird cycle system where it's like okay go do the zoo again okay go do this again it was kind of like right i hate that kind of, yeah i hate super but they did add like new york back to it which was really good they ended yeah. some storylines they worked hard on it for a while they redid the gear system in it a lot better the game's beautiful I mean, Ubisoft is, they are, they are almost unparalleled in how beautiful they make their games as well. So credit to them on the, it's artist, it's artistry to me. And, yeah. um, but they, even though they kind of said a couple of months ago, live on online, I think it was via Twitter or something that there was new division two content in the works. However, they were going to recycle some seasons to help people get things because they, they didn't realize the demand would be so good for, they kind of run their course on their plans. And I don't. Yeah. I don't know if it was successful enough to deliver a Division 3 so soon. However, it was successful enough where they said, let's let these guys continue to develop Division 2 content within that world, new expansion type stuff. But there will be no Division announcements at E3. So that kind of disappointed me a little bit because I was kind of excited to see where it would go. However... I am curious to hear, and I don't, I, I understand why they did it. They did change the name of Rainbow Six Quarantine. It's no longer Rainbow Six Quarantine. I, I think it's pretty obvious why they got rid of the word quarantine. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I get it. And then um, I am, I am excited, and I know you are too, for Far Cry 6. So yeah, they're going to be, they, and dying, uh, no, I'm sorry, Far Cry 6. And they are going to be showing uh, a lot of uh, gameplay and features of Far Cry 6, which they claim is the biggest Far Cry they've ever made, which doesn't shock me because every time Ubisoft makes a game, they're like, let's make the map bigger and let's put more mundane shit for you to do in it on top <laughs> of the story. So, right. okay, you know, like they just always overbloat their games with things to do. 
so I am, but I am excited to, I like the trailer for Far Cry. I loved Far Cry 5. I played it with you. We yeah. played some of it. I loved it, dude. I love the atmosphere. I love the storyline. I, 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 I so enjoyed I did not play Far Cry 4, you know, in fairness. I never played 4, but I did beat 2 a long time ago. I did beat 3. I loved 3 until uh, Vargas died. I think that was his name in it, right? Yeah. There was, like, this no, like bad guy in yeah. Far Cry yeah, 3. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Vargas. It was Vargas, yeah. Yeah, and then he dies. Spoiler alert, the game's fucking 7 years old, but you get rid of him, like, halfway through the game. Because, like, you think he's the main villain, but he's really not the leader of, like, this evil group or whatever's going on. It's this other guy, and the other guy sucks. Like, he doesn't hold a candle to Vargas. Vargas is yeah. so entertaining in the game. Once you're done with him, you're like, oh, fuck, we got to deal with this other Lex, you know, Lex Luthor type villain. And it was kind of similar to uh, yeah. the Resident Evil Village. Like, you were talking about that with Resident yeah, Evil Yeah, with Village. Lady D. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kinda, it had the same vibe where you're like, well, we kind of got past the, the most exciting, uh, you know, villain. Now what? You know, it's just like, I don't think sometimes they realize the emotional connection that the audience is going to make with some of these characters. And so they, un mm. you know, they think they're creative, they're cool, they're funny, but they don't real. I mean, it's like anything, right? It's like a viral video. You don't know, realize the video is going to go viral. You think it's just funny right. or you do something and then it goes viral. So it's the same. I think with Vargas, they were like, this dude's funny. They got a good actor to play him the lines were delivered well the dialogue was great dude was nuts having a good time clearly and uh they just knock him off and you're like shit what do we do now and then well we have the villain it's you know mr brown killed mrs peacock in the library with a wrench and everybody's like dude this this guy's cookie cutter ooh, bad ceo bullshit and you're like you're falling asleep you know like this is mm -hmm. Every every movie, it's an evil CEO, blah, blah, blah. So you're just like, whatever. So I am super pumped for Far Cry 6, dude. Me too. Um, I did play Far Cry 4, and it was great. I thought I'd like it You did? Well. I never played it. I yeah, want it, to. It was, actually, the, the, the bad guy in that one, he does last of it, and he's he's also very entertaining. Yes. Um, I will say, uh, even going back to what we were saying about Far Cry 5, I streamed that recently, and I did it with Evil, and there's actually some really fun... Like, if you bring a, a buddy along, there's these, like, car stunt races you have to do. And yeah. it, it, if you do it with two of you, either one of you can basically complete it. I mean, it's a little bit glitchy, so sometimes it doesn't work that way. But anyway, it made some great content. It's very funny, because, you know, it's, it's making you do stuff that, you know, normally you wouldn't do, and you have to be really precise with, and um, mm -hmm. it, was, it was good stuff. So I'm hoping that they do have some more co-op or uh you know based content because i do think there's actually some really good fun times to be had inside of the far cry universe with someone else it's funny too that far cry started as like this weird science fiction story if i remember mm. correctly the original far cry you were you you boated to an island with your girlfriend and like some bad guys were there and they kidnapped her or, or whatever and like you got mutated and you had like these powers am i wrong in the original I, I, I always i don't remember if you got powers but you came like an animal fought, dude. like yeah i think you fought like chimeras it was like the island of dr monroe um there's just a bunch of like half were, animal half human stuff that you fought yeah and wasn't it like um wasn't there like an expansion Far Cry Predator or something Apex or something like that where like you had these animal powers and you were like a lion or some shit like you could see you were like a cat I swear 
The original Far I Cry. You. I believe, yeah. Then hey. F- Far Cry 2, I believe, was in Africa. Yes. It was like Southern Africa, South Africa, oh. maybe. Like something like South Africa, I should say, right? The, and yeah. then Far Cry 3 was the tropical island mm-hmm. where the uh, Jake and Logan Paul were like jumping out of planes and then they they were like skydivers or something and they got stuck there. And this dude, yes. his college dude and his buddies. So n- none of the Far Cries are connected, right? I don't think so. They're all well, separate I mean, universe. Te- like technically, Far Cry Five and then the New World or whatever the one that came out after that were connected, but that was well, because that was I an believe, expansion. That was the guy's yeah, it, daughter. Yes, it was. Some, it was intended to be an expansion, yeah. and they decided to make it a, a, a full game. But yes, it's, it was intended just to be like a, a DLC for it, basically. And they just yeah. exploded it up. But uh, other than that, I don't think there's a direct connection between any of the games, though. Yeah. Which I actually think is pretty cool. Like yeah. you can sneak no, I, I like. sneak little Easter eggs in there, maybe to yeah. connect them a little bit. But I think that gives creative license to create mm-hmm. a whole new world, kind of like Final Fantasy, right? So each Final Fantasy yeah. is genuinely, generally not connected to the previous Final Fantasy. It's its own universe. Mm-hmm. And hey, if Far Cry Five is a big enough hit, you can make a new Dawn. You know, right. make a sequel to it or, you know, direct uh, Final Fantasy X2, I think, yeah, is X2. one of them. Yep. Yeah, or Final Fantasy 13.7, Lightning Strikes Again or whatever that <laughs> shitty one was. Man, yeah. Final Fantasy 13 sucked. Yeah, I didn't like that one. That was actually one that I was not a fan of either. I remember. I, mean, I, I like it as much as like I like any final, but, you know. Yeah. Oh. I didn't love it like I did some of the previous. I remember playing that game for the first time on my PlayStation 3. I was so hyped to play it because this was like one of those real yeah. new generation, like next gen. This is it. This is the big one. And I just remember being in the first hallway where you like running on this metal bridge in like this like uh, industrial looking area. And mm-hmm. literally you were on this fucking bridge for like six fucking hours running down this running fighting one enemies at one little wave of enemies at a time. And then every time you fight enemies, they would talk and bicker your characters. And then you yeah. go fight another tutorial fight about the enemies. And then it would be like, all right, now you got to. You know, turn-based combat, so use your twirl or use your, uh, you know, pull up your mega earthworm spell or whatever the fuck. And then it just, it was like six hours. I'm like, and I don't even think we got to an open world in Final Fantasy 13 until like you were like 20 hours into it. I like how you helped your credibility with a mega earthworm spell. That's that's solid. (laughs) He's just clearly a Final Fantasy fan with that one. Yeah, let's go. So, oh man, I you know I, I stream Final Fantasy fourteen all the time. Oh, I got yeah. the I got the receipts to prove it, baby. All the payments yeah. I made to them. So, um, <laughs> but I have one too. I know never- <laughs> you got one too. I know, but you know it's tough. It was it's tough to. Yeah. No, no, I get it. I was I was uh, one of my one of my beautiful business ideas, but I think it really helps though to keep the creativity in its own universe because then yeah. you're free to create all new shit. Yeah, you don't have to stay 100% true to the previous. You can new characters can have completely new personalities, and you can you can tweak the world a little. Like there's always going to be like the spells they retain like the spell names, and usually they keep chocobos and moogles. Yeah, or, you know the Easter kind of, eggs, you know, the Easter eggs. Yeah, the mo- the, the Moogles, Moogles, right? Moogles. I said Moogle. Okay, yeah, I got yeah. it right. And then Is I it Moogle or Mogul? I think it's Moogle. M-O-O-G-L-E. I don't know. I they look like chizzards to me. But anyway, yeah. so um, that's what's going on with Ubisoft. I, 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 
I'd be surprised if we're really going to have many surprises this year just because we're coming out of the pandemic and all the slowdown in business for a lot yeah. of these companies. I don't mean slow down in the money they made. I mean, slow down in, you know, being together to to, to work on massive projects in the office. Uh-huh. But um, there are some oh. other ones coming that I'm super excited for. Oh, I'm, I'm actually for the first time this year, I am going to watch Warner Brothers going to have their own presentation. And I am really excited for back for blood there's two games coming out with warner brothers entertainment that i'm super excited for and there's one i was excited for that they already said i'm sorry there's two that i was kind of interested in that they are they have said will not be at e3 this year because they're not ready to be shown so the two that i'm excited for Yep. Is back for blood, which okay. is the which is the Left sp- for Dead, basically. Yeah, it's the spirited sequel to Left for Dead Two. It's yeah, the, the same same uh, studio, type, same, same guys, uh, same people, yeah. same people, same everything. Valve let them go. Warner Brothers scooped up the studio and, and funded a project for them to make a brand new, up to date left for dead style game so i'm super hyped about that because i remember the left for dead nights back in the day on the xbox 360 and like you had talked about battlefield bad company 2 to to circle back to your feelings and how you felt playing that i can Mm -hmm. go back and think of the nights of left for dead 2 with you know Domino's pizza in a box on the couch next to me. Empty beer bottles on the on the coffee table right in front of me, man. Yep. And just lighting it up with my friends just till four or five in the morning. That game, and it only had four levels, but we didn't care. It was just, it was insane. That game. So I'm so excited for Back for Blood, and I'm and I'm equally as excited for Dying Light Two, which is also oh, yeah. Warner Brothers. So Warner Brothers going all in on zombie action this year. Zombies, that's what I'm saying. Gonna be the zombie company. But Dying Light was fantastic. Yep. Uh, Dying Light 2 looks to be... It's going to take place, like, I think 20 or 30 years after Dying Light. It looks fantastic. Like, they don't... I, I just don't see them screwing this game up, man. Plus, it's been in development, which feels like forever. So, they've definitely had the time. So, those are the two games that I'm super... Now, the two games I'm kind of disappointed that they're not going to show this year at E3. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. There is a gigantic, supposedly, Harry Potter open world game that they have been working on for a while. Heard about that, yeah. That is supposed to be a top-notch role-playing open world game with Harry Potter in the Harry Potter universe. Mm-hmm. That one is not going to be shown, and of and um, the Suicide Squad DC Comics has a big Warner Brothers game coming out, uh, which is kind of going to be DC's answer to marvel's the avengers from square enix however that game wasn't very good so i don't think they have much to answer for however it looked good it's supposed you know and by all accounts behind the scenes with all the you know the celebrities that talk to us on a daily basis and kind of give us inside scoop once in a while um, yeah yeah when they when they tweet at other people but we just happen to read them um it looks to be like it's gonna be a halfway decent game so not shocked that they're not going to show them. However, a little yeah. disappointed that I... I'm curious to see Hello. Harry Potter, man. Like, I, I think Harry yeah. Potter deserves... I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. You know, with Hermione and, and uh, what, Tweagle or whatever his buddy's name is. But they... I think that universe and that fan base deserves an actually good video game. I would agree with that. I think the universe that Harry Potter ha- occurs in 
should have a good video game. I'm not personally a huge. And I, I mean, think I've EA watched the movies, used to I'm make them. Fan, but EA used to make them. Remember for like PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, and they were those stereotypical, you know, movie to video movie, game yeah. games. And they're just shut the fuck up. It's almost like video games don't translate well usually to movies, and movies generally are shitty when they become video games. Generally, not all the time, but yeah, I think sometimes they try too hard to almost replicate the movies in the, instead of take the universe and then make a good video game in that universe they try to almost like replicate the movie or try too hard to just and then they also take another video game property and try to shove you know i, I remember there's some sort of quidditch game and they're like basically oh, trying yeah. to take a, a sports game and try to mix it with this and it was just it was bad it was everything about it was bad and so it's i don't know it's i think the possibilities are there but they always they try too hard to uh i don't know tap into the the the, the current instead of just like saying Let's take this universe and take a completely new idea and let's make, you know, make a good video game that just happens to exist in this universe. They try too hard to tie it in and yeah. uh, that usually ruins it. They always feel like cash grabs, number one to me, yeah. a lot of them. Number two, I think a lot of times the developers are trapped by uh, they cannot be creative because it's a movie license. So you have a producer mentality seriously breathing down your neck to protect their property, right? Listen, I've and heard I, a lot of video games got sabotaged, not by the video game company, like even the evil EA, EA, EA but it got sabotaged by the movie yeah, um, yeah, that's what I mean. Company. And then yeah. and then on top of that, I think there's always a time crunch because they're always trying to aim these games to come out when the interest level of the movie or yeah. the book or whatever is coming out is at its peak. Like, I can give an example. And I do love this game, and I'll probably get a little bit of shit for it because it's not a very good game, but it has it's very near and dear to, to my heart. Enter the Matrix for PlayStation 2 was, was a concept that if they had pulled it off would have been so fucking cool, but Atari was not able to... The game was buggy as shit. It just, it just almost... It, it only worked because of the Matrix. You right. played basically, I don't know if you remember the game, you played as Jada Pinkett Smith. It, it, the video game was wo woven in between the Matrix Reloaded. So you had to watch the Matrix Reloaded to kind of know what was going on in the video game. And you kind of had to play the video game to know what was going on in some parts of the movie, right? For example, there is a scene when uh, Morpheus is fighting the agents on top of the trailer, which is one of the best scenes ever in a fucking movie. Don't at me, bro. But that particular scene where they're kung fu fighting on top of that trailer, Jada Pinkett Smith's character is all of a sudden on the freeway and she crashes into the truck to save Morpheus when the agent is about to kill him. And you're like, where the fuck did she come from? Like, she just showed up? But in the video game, they shot extra scenes from the movie specifically for the game with the same crew, and they designed a whole level to get you to that truck to save Morpheus. So you understood how our character plugged into the Matrix, had to run right. through this, had to do that. But you wouldn't have known that had you not... Because in the movie, you're like, okay, that's cheap. 
if you're just watching right. the movie they did correct a lot of those a lot of the with uh the path of neo which came out after the matrix movies were finished so it was a little bit better of a game and they had yeah. a little bit of the, which was a cool kung fu game still buggy because atari just couldn't get their shit together but I, it was cool too but that kind of reminds me of that where and I, I specifically remember all the harry potter games just being like what is this dude like my kids wouldn't even want if i was a kid i wouldn't even want to play this most of them yeah like they would release one game every year or whatever when the movie came out right when the movie came out it was a, it was just a and i'm so glad that warner brothers is taking the time to honor those fans to honor that mm-hmm. universe they're gonna make a shit ton of money doing it because i think they're gonna warner brothers man very underrated video game studio batman arkham series they like, didn't do the batman yeah dying yeah, light saying. uh they yeah. keep this up back for blood is good harry potter game coming warner brothers has a lot of licenses under their belt time warner i don't even know if it's still time warner but warner brothers they got a lot of movie properties old and new that they could really run the table with and on top of that they've got access to all the dc characters which they clearly don't know how to make very good movies for them most of the time but they could really right i mean they but they make kick-ass video games with them yeah so and they're i will say this bar none dc's tv shows as of right now and dc's cartoons have got marvel but marvel's movies are obviously superior to dc's right Mm -hmm. dc i mean warner brothers has a i mean warner brothers could make a dirty hairy video game franchise and i would buy it if it was good you know what i mean or like just yeah you know what i mean like they just they're very underrated a video game publisher I, I i really do believe that like especially with their recent successes like they're just pumping out quality shit rocksteady studios is under them with batman they got a new game that i think they're handling i could be wrong but i think they're handling the suicide squad game but you know like they just have the right people in place dying light was so good i mean mm. You, I could see it. I could see them being the surprise at E3. You heard it here first. You know, that they just... They, I'm telling you, man, I, that's a stock I would buy, bro. Like, if I was yeah. Elon Musk, I'd be like, buy Warner Brothers video game stock. I don't even know if they have it, but buy it. Well, you were saying that they weren't going to show um, the Harry Potter game or... What no. was the other one they weren't going to show? Uh, the Harry so, Potter game is a no-go and the Suicide Squad's a no-go this year. Okay. So, well, that's what I I don't know if there'll be a surprise at E3 just because they're not bringing... They're bringing two games, basically. Well, and that, I think it's two games we, people were, have been watching and kind of paying attention. They're so bringing I'm, I'm two saying, games I don't know if that'd be I'm, a surprise. No, I no, think no. people were expecting those to be good. Like, I think, you know. No, what I'm saying. Previous, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I just, I don't know what else they're bringing. Those are the two that I wrote down because oh, okay. they were. But what I'm saying is, I think, bec- I think they're very underrated is what I'm saying. I think a lot of these other studios well, like Bethesda yeah. and all these guys get all this credit. And Warner Brothers Interactive, especially, you know, over time, they they just have their games have been always qual- except for Arkham Knight's PC debacle is the only thing yeah. I can think of off the top of my head in the past decade. That was a total disaster because it just didn't work. It was a not work issue. It worked beautifully on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It just didn't work on PC at all. So whoever did the conversion completely screwed that up, right? But other than that, they've been pumping out good shit for a while and i'm just saying if they if they have these developers in place they just have access to these licenses where they could really they could give disney a run for their money i mean the only real competition 
to Disney movies and the Disney movie studio at this point is Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's HBO Warner Brothers, right? Everybody else is kind of a small fish in that in that ever shrinking world, right? So, yeah, I mean, look at they got Godzilla versus King Kong. Imagine the games they could pump out about that if they stop making, you know, right now the last Godzilla game was shit. But that wasn't made by Warner Brothers. Like, yeah, just get the right people in place, man. It would just be dope. So I, I didn't mean that. I just meant that they, what they could show this year could really blow the socks off everybody, and people could say, finally, yeah. here's the respect you deserve. Warner Brothers Interactive has arrived. That's what I meant. No, I agree. I think they. I mean, they, like you said, they've been consistently good. So I can't, I can't disagree with that too much. I mean. I wonder if it's a matter of like, of course, Bethesda doesn't put that much out. I mean, of course, Bethesda's been, they were real high when Skyrim came out. And then, you know, they've had Fallout 76 that kind of brought them back down to earth a little bit. You know, they've had a few things that kind of brought them, uh, humbled them a little bit. And I think that's maybe why they're taking so long with the next Skyrim is they want to make sure it comes out and it, you know, reestablishes their position as a top tier uh, you know, you can trust that they're going to put something out that's good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think because like you mentioned some games, but those are for the most part kind of spread out. The Batman Arkham's weren't, but one, but they were also fairly like similar. And it's kind of like Call of Duties, right? Like they, they mm-hmm. kind of use the same engine, so you're not you're they're not rewriting the 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 the, the playbook with uh, with any of their stuff. Um, so and maybe that's why they don't get quite as much credit as they as they should, because they just it's not very often that they put you know some of these like. Yeah, I mean, we, well, we talked about EA, but they, EA puts out 45 games a year. You know, here. it's like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do know. this for you right now because I just looked up Warner Brothers Interactive and their list of video games, right? right. Just because we're, we're, we're missing some big ones that we didn't even think of, right? Yeah. Okay. Yo, they came out with Lego Batman, the video game. So okay, they're, so they're basically... They're pumping out the Lego games, right? Okay. We forgot about Fear. They should redo okay. Fear. Fear yeah. was amazing. Fear one and Fear, Fear two. Fear three was shit, to be fair, right? Ba- we got yeah. Batman. You got you got Scribble Knots, which was a kind of a big one in handheld. The handheld Scri- world. Yeah, Scribble Knots. Yep. All right. You got Lego. You got Rock Band. You got all okay. Lego. Game, Lego yep. Harry Potter, which is still the Lego. 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 Uh, I never played Lord of the Rings: Aragon's Quest. I don't think I played that one. I'm a Lord of the Rings fans, and I never played it either, so yeah. I have no idea. Um, what else they got here? I'm sc- oh DC Universe Online. I played five years yeah. of that. Yeah. Right? Uh, they're mm. they're responsible for Mortal Kombat. So the new okay. Mortal Kombat games are all them. That's Nether Realm Studios, which means they also do DC's Injustice. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's just really yeah, like they're pretty, yeah they. I mean, almost, almost all quality. Yeah. Lollipop like none chainsaw. Of the, none of those are bad. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. No, I mean, there's some shitty ones on here. Don't get me wrong as I'm scrolling down. But they also bought Midway. <laughs> Remember Midway? Midway was the original mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat pit fighter uh, arcade company. But as I scroll down here, I see a bunch of pretty good games. And I didn't realize. I forgot they made the Lego games. They're making a killing off those. And those generally don't suck for kids. That kids have a great time with those. Um, I'm just scrolling. I'm going as fast as I can. Oh, Jurassic World Evolution. Yeah. They they yeah, were had a hand like in that, that, even though that's universal. Um, oh, Shadow of War, Middle Earth. 
Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Those are, yeah, I actually played the first one, which was yeah. really good. Really good. Like, just... And then, like I said, Hogwarts Legacy is the big one we were talking about. Suicide mm-hmm. Squad, Kill the Justice League. That's the other one from Rocksteady Studios that we were talking about. There's another one coming out called Gotham Knights, which appears to be a Battle Royale-style game set within um, Gotham City, where the bad guys fight each other. But, you know, and then the, there's another... There's a Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is coming, too. So... So I just think they're never talked about when they're the big boys are talked about. That's all. I just I think it's kind of disappointing that now that I'm looking at their list, they might be my my uh, my favorite video game studio this week. I mean, I love them. I'm in love with them now. So I'm sure they'll put that plaque on their uh, their offices. Yeah, right next Fly to Rock's favorite favorite video game studio of the week of the week. <laughs> So there is going to be no Elder Scrolls Six this year. Bethesda's yeah, I'm, already I'm made already, that clear. Already, yes, I've already got my sackcloth and ashes. But I do have to real quick give props to Microsoft for. I know a lot of people doubted the direction they were going to go with a lot of things they were doing in this next generation of systems. The Xbox Game Pass, to me, is the best value in gaming today. It's it's five bucks a month if you're on PC. I think at this point, I could be it could have went up a little bit. For, well, for the base, yes. If you want access to all the new games, yeah, uh, it's ten, including maybe. EA and stuff like that. It's fifteen. Okay, but if you pay the fifteen, you get it across your Xbox Series X and the yep. PC. Yeah, I think Microsoft, and I could be wrong, but I, this is my gut feeling: Microsoft acquiring Bethesda. Microsoft is not going to allow Bethesda to do some of the bullshit that they've done in the past and get away with it. I think there's going to be a higher level of delivery now. They're not going to allow a Fallout 76 to come out again. Mm -hmm. I really do. I really don't. I don't think they would allow Todd Howard now as a boss, right? And I and I like Todd. I know he's a brilliant guy. He's made brilliant games, but he really stiffed us all when he when he talked about Fallout 76 at E3. Oh, this is 27 times better than Fallout 4, and look at the colors and full of shit. All they did was take the broken Fallout 4 multiplayer thing that they scrapped a while ago and it had the same everything, the same plant, same the same graphics, same broken cars, same everything, right? So I don't I don't really believe Microsoft. I think that Microsoft Game Studios is really trying to upend Sony and they don't want any bullshit. I really think they're going to be like, look. Halo Infinite, you guys released that trailer. It was popping. It was ugly. What the fuck are you doing? Pull that shit out of there and clean that up. We want the yeah, best. Actually, this this is very interesting. I was going to mention this. Uh, an article came out that I read today from one of the uh, computer PC gaming type people. Mm-hmm. Or just a gaming, I'm sorry, just a gaming publisher. Um, and they were talking about how somebody who is inside of Microsoft uh, interviewed with them anonymous, anonymously, obviously, because they always say that. Um, but he said that, like, the visuals were not next level. They were not next tier. For Infinite. Was for Infinite, for the new Halo. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, you saying, saw the trailer. You were like... Yeah. Well, I mean, but everybody's like, oh, they're going to fix it. That, that was just it. They're going to they're gonna go in there and they're going to just put in all the stuff that needs to be in. And he was like... That's fanboy nope. bullshit. Yeah, they said, you know, not to expect... I mean, it'll still look decent. I mean, the last one looked decent. It's just, no, you know, it's just not going to be like what everybody's expecting. You know, this like life-altering new, you know. You you can't. It's open world. Yeah. It's not a mission-based like the old Halos, right, where you got the next map, the next map. 
It's isn't it supposed to be an open world type multiplayer jump in jump out type Borderlands Z type game, right? So it's not good. They're not going to be able to generate that type of graphical fidelity that they could on a walking simulator horror game where you're just walking down one hallway and you're like, you know, you're doing one specific thing. So obviously Red Dead Redemption 2 aside, no one else has really been able to pull that off besides Rockstar, right? So I they got to scale it back a little bit. So I, I was, I'm, ex- but the uh, trailer was ugly, dude. When they put out the trailer, you're like, what is this yeah. Xbox 360? Like, mm-hmm. this is like it looked a- worse than the last Halo game. Yeah, it actually looked worse. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, dude. And then people were trying to defend it, and I'm like, I get it. I, I guess if I was so in love with Master Chief, I'd be defending it too. But uh, what is it? Three? What is it? What's the name of that studio? 343 Studio that made halo now that uh that uh bungie has moved over to destiny yes it's 343 maybe studio 343 yeah they lost a lot of their street cred with halo 5 because they marketed that as a one-on-one battle between master chief and that other guy and that everybody was hunting master chief something was going on right and yeah and that was like three minutes of the game Mm-hmm. Like the whole every commercial was we got to find the Master Chief and Master Chief was like, yeah, I'm going to find you too, bro. And then like it was just like that was like three minutes of the game. And you're like, dude, what just happened? So they really lost a lot of their street cred on that one. Plus, they had huge bug issues with Halo, the Master Chief collection, mm-hmm. connection issues, all this crap that they were working on forever. So the pressure is probably on Microsoft is probably on them pretty hard with like this better this is our first big boy release for our system like big boy release this we're gonna give you one more holiday season to get this right because it was supposed to come out i think this past holiday season right yeah they delayed it for a year because people were so upset with it you better nail this bullseye dude like so 343 who i think are is a talented studio they got a the, the pressure is on for this one, man. But I am excited to see Microsoft and Bethesda working together. We might get an update on, what is it called? Star? Star? What's that one called? They've been working on forever. Oh, I yeah. uh, just looked at it. Hold on. Starfield, I think. Starfield. Star- I, I had it. I have a feeling Starfield is going to kind of kind of go the way of Cyberpunk. Yes. Uh, let's see. The graphic strongly hates Bethesda's long in the work Starfield being a big part of the event. In fact, we'd expect that a long look at the new and improved Halo Infinite to dominate this show. If ta- if a Todd Howard presentation is on your E3 bingo card this year, the odds are good for it to be Starfield. There you go. Yeah, and I'd like to see it. I'm curious about it because they've been they've been mentioning it for what four years. Yeah, and it's their next big RPG. Like this is the RPG that had to come out before they could really even start working on the next uh, Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what they put out. I'm curious. Their first. That is his first big rpg for microsoft and i'm curious to see too what they're gonna announce in terms of the elder scrolls online that sucker's been pumping for what six seven years yeah it's been around for a while and they just keep dropping uh expansion after expansion after expansion on it Mm -hmm. and it i like it to be honest with you i actually enjoy it so um i'm curious to see where they're gonna go with that one too so that's that's pretty much all I have well, for you. Okay, I was going to talk about Halo because what they said in this article was interesting. It said that they're probably not going to focus on the story as much 
They're going to focus on the free-to-play multiplayer, which got a lot of hype because it was leaked that it was free-to-play, and now that it has been confirmed that it is, in fact, a free-to-play multiplayer. Some people have tried to guess whether or not that means it's going to be um, like a battle royale, like almost like a war zone, in, but in Halo universe, mm-hmm. or if it's going to be classic um, Halo uh, multiplayer, only you can people can get into it without having to own the, the single-player portion of the game. I hope it's um, not that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. But I'm thinking if it's free-to-play, it sounds more and more like it would be a battle. Right, like everybody's making battle royale. So I would guess they might try to do that, but well, I guess we'll find out. One, But it is free-to-play, so that gives us a little, at least a little bit of a hint of the direction um, that you will be able to access it without owning the game um that means beyond that we don't know i have never been able to get into and i have i have wanted to like it so much and i have tried so many times i love halo single player stories and campaigns i have so much fun with them i have never been able to fall in love with the multiplayer i hate the shields i hate jumping around 18 feet in the air i have never been able to no matter who I light up with that plasma rifle, I can never get a kill. Like, I just, it's just a yeah. totally different feel than a Call of Duty or a Battlefield. Yeah, like you're a boots on the ground kind of guy. Yes. And like, I hated, I hated when Call of Duty went jetpack. Hated mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Was it Advanced Warfare, I think? Was, yeah. uh, was, I'm like, what are you guys doing? So, Halo to me has always been, and I understand a lot of people love it. I'm not, I've always wanted to love it. I'm like, let me play this again. Because I've always loved the single-player stories. Like, I've always beaten them. I've always had so much fun with them. And I go play the multiplayer, even in the Master Chief Collection, at least once every six months. I have this dumbass idea to download all 120 gigs of it again, just so I can play three minutes of a multiplayer match and go, oh, yeah, I forgot. I don't really like this much. And then I leave again. (laughs) It's like... Because I just always wanted to like it, you know what I mean? Right. So no, I get. I, 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 I I'm interested in it. It depends when it comes out. I think that has like when it releases. I think if it releases the same time as Battlefield, mm-hmm. it'll struggle. Because I think most people are. I mean, I don't know. I think Halo. But if if it, especially name, if it's bro. only on Xbox, because mm. it also depends on NPC. how cross-platform it is and how that works and whether or not. Like, who does the cross-platform the best if if they uh, do it at all? And um, I heard Battlefield. This is something I heard about the Battlefield 6 that we went past, but I wanted is that they're not going to have cross-generation. So Xbox Series Xs are mm-hmm. not going to play with the old... Because they said it just it broke the game. Like, they had to downgrade it so far between the two different... Yeah. platforms Good. that they couldn't make it run. So I'm hoping that that means that they are planning on ha- letting like Xbox X, Series X, and PlayStation 5s play with PCs so that there is a big enough player base that they, you know, people will be playing it um, and then they won't have to, you know, take a too big of a financial hit while still making it available for the last gen, which I'd say still the majority of people still own. Um, and they I- can play within their own communities. I think the people who have invested hundreds and hundreds of dollars and invested their time trying to get one of these systems that are just not available right off the bat when you can walk into Best Buy and pick one up and leave and have bought these 4K monitors or 4K TVs to enjoy 4K or whatever else they've invested to to enjoy the next generation of gaming. Yeah. I think it's a huge disservice to them. When I agree. The, and this is a shot at Sony right now, right? And I'm a Sony fan fanboy 
it's a huge disservice to your forward-thinking customers who are spending premium dollars now while these things are brand new and scarce. It's a disservice to them and their loyalty when you retroactively make a game like God of War Ragnarok and everybody's so excited for it and you make it come out on PS5, PS4, fucking PS3, Game Boy, whatever else you're doing... If you're just, you're just taking, you're not, that means the developer is not optimizing the game for the technology Mm -hmm. in front of them. They are trying to do what they can to make that technology work across multiple platforms. This is one of the reasons I quit DC Universe Online. Because when it went from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4, all they did was slap a little bit of paint on it. And they're like, here you go. And then it's moved over to PS5 and PC. And they never... I'm still playing a PS3 game. I'm like, bro, I'm not spending all this money if I'm still playing... I'll I'll go play the old game then. You know, on my old... Like, this is crazy. So, I think... They have to be careful. This is really all about... I mean, Microsoft's actually been pretty good at this so far, and what you said with EA makes sense. Back in the day, they were smart. Like, when Call of Duty came out for PlayStation 3, I specifically remember this for Call of Duty 3. It was Treyarch's first Call of Duty. They made a Call of Duty for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. They made another Call of Duty 3 uh, for the PlayStation 2 and the Xbox Normal, but they called it the Big Red 1, and it was a different game. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And so that's the way it should be now you should not be able you should be giving everybody everything you have in the new god of war to make it as beautiful and as great as possible on the current platform that is available Mm-hmm. And then not not spreading it out so well. Yeah, that looks good, but you know we got to make sure that works on PS4. So, oh, bro, yeah. PS4 is ten years old. That means Kratos is never going to look as good as he should look. He's not going to look as good as he should look on PS5. We're not going to get the ray tracing. We're not going to get all the things that we should be getting because you're still holding the developers back to old stuff. Yeah. And that's just not fair to me. No, like, I agree. I agree with that. Like, I don't, I'm not saying don't make a God of War game and release it for the PS4, but it shouldn't be the exclusive for PS5. It should be different. And do do like they did in the old days where on the, on the PlayStation Vita, they'd slap out a God of War game that was not for PS3 or PS4, but it was made for the Vita. So it was a different story, different everything. So it wasn't holding the developers back from making the best God of War game they could for the system that was currently the leader in its field. Yeah. You know? So no, I, I agree with that. I think... I mean, I feel like you could still make a single game for both, but I feel like you make it for the more technologically advanced, and then you just take out as much as you need to make it work. Like, that's the price you pay for not buying a new system. Look at Cyberpunk. you get the super stripped down, you know, it's like it's, you don't get as many trees. You don't get as many buildings. You don't get the shiny this, that, you know, it's like, don't, don't say you have to make this to where it works on PS4. Say, make it to where it works on PS5. And then figure out what you need to strip out to make it work on PS4. You know, afterwards. Maybe even have it be a later release. Maybe you have one release where they make sure they get it right. And then, you know, a few months later, they can have another release of the game on the older uh, consoles that are for them. Uh, you know, that that after they've taken the time to kind of be able to go back in and reprogram it or whatever. I don't... I, I, I know I, there's... I'm trying look to think at, of the game is what I'm struggling. There's a game as, that did that. Look at Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. It was stripped down. It's stripped yep. down on PS5 and Xbox Series X already a little bit, right? Yeah. And then when they released it for the PS4 and the Xbox One as it a cash grab, didn't even work. Yeah. yeah. 
And it, when you played it, it was mostly hot garbage compared to... But think of yeah. what that game could have been if they could have ignored PS4. Mm-hmm. And they could have ignored Xbox One and just ran with NVIDIA 3070s and 3080s and everything. Just ran with the current technology. Mm-hmm. That game would be would have been... I mean, it runs pretty good on the PC, to be fair. But imagine yeah. what that world looks like if they're all they're doing is focusing on DLSS and ray tracing. And that's and building a world in with that particular set of tools instead of having to go, oh shit, that's too much. The PS4 is not going to run that. We gotta then then you go through, you start slicing everything out, and everything breaks because it's not the foundation in the house that you built in the first place. It's a house of cards. It doesn't work anymore. Right. It's not what the artist envisioned. It's not what the programmers worked on. It's an ugly like. Remember the Wii games? Remember Call of Duty for the Wii? We were like, what the <laughs> hell are we playing? What is this shit? You know, <laughs> compared yeah. to what it used to be. So I well, don't know. Kind of that on the Switch too. Like the Switch was, they would put games out like yeah, like games just went out on the Switch. And it always looked like significantly, you know, were more watered down and worse. Sometimes it wasn't even high HD. They'd have to make it like 720p just to make it make what they made for the other systems work. And over then, on the- and then they got the balls to charge the same price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, th- this is $60 on this one. And, oh, by the way, here's a Lamborghini at $60. But if you want that Ford Taurus, that's $60 too. Yeah. Like, what? So, anyway, what's your final thoughts on E3? Do you have any fun? Are you going to be streaming any of the conferences live and talking about it while they happen? Um, are you going to be doing might anything be special? Because I know you like I to do just chatting. That just because, yeah, my just chatting streams tend to do about as good as anything, if not better than my uh, regular streams. So, uh, yeah, I, that might actually be exactly exactly what I do. I might uh, You're welcome. find a few of them and, and uh, peek in and, and, and uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Apply. Good, solid work. I am probably going to be live with the Microsoft Bethesda one Sunday, June 13th right. at 1 p.m. at, uh, you know, Plyrac Nation on Facebook. I'm probably going to be doing that one. Uh, the Some of the other one, the P, there is a P, the, I think this was interesting for you, especially. There is a special PC gaming showcase pc Mm -hmm. gaming only that sunday night at 5 30 and they will be highlighting dying light 2 and some other things but they're gonna like show like tons of exclusive steam games and games coming out specifically for pc sunday at 5 30 uh i think that's the 12th i want to say that's june 12th so yeah the last it's usually uh, the last night yeah yeah well this is all spread out it's weird like they say that e3 is the 11th through the uh, 15th however there's something going on before there's something going it on after, nice, so yeah. <laughs> it's all over yeah. the place. So make sure you guys check out E3.com to get the mm. actual official schedule. Don't listen to us, Jamokes, as we try to nail down some of these times. Preacher, where can they find you, man? Right now, I'm at uh, Twitch TV uh, or Twitch.tv slash Preacher Oren, uh, at Preacher Oren on most social media. And then uh, YouTube, you'll just have to look up my Preacher Oren because I don't have enough people to have a YouTube.com slash Preacher Oren yet. You'll just have to type it in and then find me over there. And I'm just going to say this. If you made it all the way through this beautifully crafted hour of conversation, oh, precision. then the only thing I'd ask you to do for me as a reward is find me on TikTok and fucking duet me, please. Ply Rock Nation on TikTok. That's your call to action this week from me. Ladies and gentlemen, I am one of your humble hosts, Ply Rock. He's the less humble host. That is Preacher Oran. We will see you guys on the next Reboot Engage.